Welcome to another inspirational message from City Life Center Church. If you are ever in the area, come visit one of our services. We would love to meet you. Enjoy the message. Open your Bibles up to Haggai chapter 1 and Malachi chapter 3. Did you get that? Haggai chapter 1 and Malachi chapter 3. That's kind of fun to say. The only thing is, is that you may forget what I just said, so here's an easy way to remember it. Hag 1, Mag 3. Hag 1, Mag 3. Can you, can you say that? Say it with me. Hag 1, Mag 3. Come on, say it again. Hag 1, Mag 3. Haggai 1, Mag, uh, Mag, Mag, ha- Malachi. So it's not Mag, it's Mac. Mac, yeah, let's go. Mac, Macali, Mac, Mac three. All right. So, so those, that's that's how it works. Malachi chapter three, Haggai chapter one, and and I did abbreviate because you're allowed to do that because my name is Tim, but the, the Bible is Timothy, so it's, you know, it sounds like an abbreviation. Hey, you know what? It would be an understatement right now to say that that there's a lot of frustration going on in our world, isn't that right? Uh, frustration is right there. It's in our faces. Uh, some of you are economically frustrated. Uh, because you're just looking at everything and it's not adding up. Uh, Some of you are relationally frustrated. You feel like you're an abandoned island. (laughs) You're hurt. You're lonely. You're just frustrated. Some of you are politically, no, let's just say all of us are politically frustrated right now. This by far has been the most bizarre presidential election I have ever seen. And then you just toss in WikiLeaks to the whole thing. And the sheer volume of that just leaves you frustrated. Uh, In fact, I've, I've had people saying, I don't even know how to pray for this election. And, 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 uh, and I, I want to just throw this in here real quick. Tonight we are going to pray. We're going to spend some time praying for the, for this, the, the condition of America and what's happening here. And, and, uh, and I'm going to be, I, I prepared something for you uh, uh, because, because I've heard that a few times. And so I just went ahead and prepared this, this little uh, ways to pray for, you know, for this election. And, and this, is, this is just all stuff based right out of the scriptures, but it's going to be really good. I want to put that in your hands tonight. So be here this evening uh, to get that prayer guide, and we're also going to pray through it, and, and I, th- I believe that will really help a lot. But some of you are also occupationally frustrated. You are, just, you, you, you are kind of in your mind counting down the hours until Monday morning, but you're kind of not because you're like, I just don't want to go there. Your work situation is not fulfilling. I mean, that's an understatement. It's, it's exhausting, and it's frustrating. So, here's a big question. How in the world can we have faith when everything around us is so frustrating? Well, let's see what the Bible has to say then. We're going to talk about that today. It seems like during times of frustration, there's no way to have faith. But the truth is, it's actually the opposite. See, the best time for your faith to spike is not when things are going smooth. That, that's easy. I mean, who needs faith when things are going smooth? But it's when things go bumpy and turbulent. That's when you, that's when you begin to pray. That's when your faith spikes. It's, it's just when the frustration hits, you start praying. I mean, that's happened to me so many times. You, you know, I mean, I remember when I was, when I was uh, in, in college and I was out here kind of all alone in the Metroplex and I'm driving my car down the road and all of a sudden it's just poof, 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 poof. Well, I just started praying like crazy. I was happy as long as the car was going smooth. I didn't need to pray. But all of a sudden when the car started messing up, man, I started praying. Oh, God, help me out, help me out. It's just because I realized I had run out of gas and I didn't stop. But you know what? God actually helped me. I, I don't even know how it happened. I literally, truthfully, coasted in. The car stalled. I coasted right in to a gas station and stopped just in time to put some gas in. It's pretty cool, right? 
See, but I don't even take the credit for it because I prayed. But isn't that cool, though, how God just intervenes when we're frustrated and we release faith? I mean, like today, uh, I mean, I'll just tell you guys, that, first of all, this last week has been has had its own unfair share of frustrations, and I guess frustration is never fair. But, but, then, but then my laptop went down, it crashed, and, and, and I had to figure out a borrowing situation today, and, 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 and we have a power outage here at the building. You know, I looked at my little, my phone tells me that we had a power outage here at the building. We had a power outage over at the offices, and that means like all the electronics are messed up and everything. It's like, oh, great. This, you know, Saturday nights, why is all of this happening to us? And, and, and it's, it's funny, because you missed it in the earlier service. I came in, turned on my mic, and it just screamed at everybody. Going, you know, one of those moments, <laughs> like, why? What else could, could happen? And, but it can leave you frustrated, but I had to make the choice. I'm not going to have frustration. I'm going to have faith because faith flips frustration. Come on, I'll say it again. Faith flips frustration. Say it with me. Faith flips frustration. Now, if you've been following Jesus for any length of time, uh, you've definitely experienced this when you were at the end of yourself and you feel let down by everyone around you. Maybe you even feel let down by God or your church or, or a pastor and friends. And, and then, but then you just simply glance back and then you remember what God has done for you. And then you simply say these words right here, thus far the Lord has helped us. I'm telling you guys, when I've felt discouraged, when I have been dealing with really frustrating battles when I felt like I couldn't go on another day. In the days, the early days here at City Life at the beginning when I didn't know if we could keep the doors open on this church one more day or one more week. At those dark times and those frustrating times, I would glance back at what God had done for me in the past and I would be able to say, thus far, the Lord has helped us. And now, beginning the first of October I started talking about this we're moving into a new season as a church and and I can say the same now as we turn this corner thus far the Lord has helped us see because God brought us through the last five years we you know as I said on the video with the bright orange red face it looks like I had a really really bad sunburn and I didn't I I don't know it was it's kind of funny I looked at that like wow what happened because I saw the preview of the video and I had a normal face because usually usually when you're shooting video you want to be careful that your face isn't too pale like you look well washed out well I was not washed out on that one so we definitely got the color there but but it's, it's so interesting that we've seen almost 10x growth in practically every area in some areas just massive is immeasurable but this has been a years of foundation laying for what God is going to do. In fact, uh, I, I love walking by the Frost Bank Tower construction. I don't know whether you guys walk around downtown very much, but I do a lot. And, and I, I, I love to go over there and, and just take a look. And, and, and it's especially good on weekends because there's not as much traffic and less chance you're going to get hit by a car doing it. And so I'll, I like to go right up to the fence and I like to get on every angle. I like to see what's happening down in there as they've dug the huge hole for the tower. And now they've built it up and pretty soon we're going to actually start seeing the tower take shape. And it's just so exciting to watch that happen. But for the longest time, it looked like, what are they doing? Oh, oh come on, just build the building. And that's really kind of where we are. We, we've been laying this foundation, but now I believe that God can and will bring 5X growth in our house, this house, over the next two years. And now's the time where we are positioning our house for a miracle. And, and I'll tell you what, it's also the time for you to position your house 
for a miracle in your own life. And I, I, w- I want to remind you that regardless of what kind of frustration you felt this year or this month or even today, God is not abandoning you in 2017 and 2018 over the next two years. And really that's the time frame that God's really put on my heart to believe for. I don't care how crazy things have, do- have done. It, God has helped you in the past. And the God who's helped you in the past will continue to help you as you have faith. So like I've been sharing with you, you you dig deep and you plant the seed and you don't abandon the garden when you've sown the seed and you watch what God will do. I mean, for us here in downtown Fort Worth, uh, a church plant is not something that anyone should venture into lightly at all. I've seen so many come and go out of downtown and I feel the pain. I understand. Nor is it anything that you should take lightly doing in any large city in America. And sure, there have been times where I could have just given up on the garden, abandoned the seed that we had planted and said, it's just too hard. Let me go somewhere where it's cushier and easier. But no. (laughs) Instead, what happened is I had faith. But now it wasn't just me, it's us. We had faith. We united our faith during those times of frustration. And the Lord helped us. The Lord helped us as we had faith. And guys, he's going to do it again, but not just with our church, in your lives as well. So I want you to dream with me what it might look like uh, in, in some certain areas of your life. And I've dreamed about my life as well, of what 5x growth or, or 5x increased impact would look like in your personal life in two or three areas over the next couple of years. I mean, what if you could take your current level of impact or effectiveness and multiply it times five? in spite of the frustration that you're feeling right now today. I tell you, church, that's what I want for you. I want you to experience that increase that's waiting right around the corner for you to walk over and take. I'm going to talk about that more in a few moments, but I want to be clear with you today also that today, just, just to be honest with you, totally clear, is that, is that I will be challenging you to sow a 5x financial seed. Um, <clears throat> In the past five years, I've not led any kind of a significant giving campaign for several reasons, and I would say the primary reason is because of the issue of trust. See, I believe that trust is huge. City Life had no track record. See, I had a track record, but nobody knows that here. City Life didn't have a track record. Therefore, we needed to wait until City Life, and I even had a track record established here before asking people to give toward the mission of this church and i've waited five years and that's how serious i am about trust and it's not been easy but it's been the right thing to do and i believe it so in the early days what i decided is that i would personally sow, and i would challenge my friends outside of city life who knew my track record to sow into this ministry so that this ministry could be established we start the building process and uh but we're now to a place where we're gaining maturity now. And it's time for us to grow our faith. It's time for us to grow faith for ourselves and our lives and our families in this house as a whole. Because it's critical that we grow our faith together in this house, City Life, and watch what God will do. Now, <clears throat> I want to say this. If you're visiting here today, uh, I, please understand, in no way am I pressuring you to do this, okay? Please, so just relax it's okay what i want you to do is just enjoy the atmosphere of the holy spirit but the rest of us today is a day of challenge and and i have no problem talking about that 
I mean, think about it. With the help of God, we've actually accomplished what no other church has accomplished in this downtown neighborhood in 70 to 75 years because we actually own property. And even though we still own the property, we own it. And, and then that's not happened for a church in this downtown area in 70 to 75 years. We have significant influence in the city. And we are not going away. Now, City Life, our house, we have a core of very dedicated, sincere partners who have walked together through the fire and through the water, and we know the validity of this ministry. And so today is my very first call to action to express your faith for us to launch into our future. I've called it since the 1st of October. You've heard me talking about this. It's, I called it our 5X Faith Campaign. And it's about creating this foundation to launch our lives and our church to new heights. Because I'm believing, honestly, for 5x increase in this ministry over the next couple of years. Just think about that. Think about how many more lost people are going to come to Christ. Think about how many people are going to be baptized in water. Think about what a five-fold increase would look like as far as our impact in the local community. And I just can't help but say that's what God desires because it's in the scriptures. And, and also, God is not a status quo kind of God. You don't just get to one point, God says, you did great, Kate, just hang out there for the rest of your life. No. And, and hear me well. If you're a part of city life, what happens corporately which is our house, this house, what happens corporately impacts your life personally in your house. I'm dreaming about our future. And this future that I'm dreaming about, this corporate vision, this thing, it's something that I can't get away from. I have this 5X faith vision for our house, for city life. And, and, and part of it is that I envision this 5X congregational growth. Now, what this means is that our church is going to become the home to a lot of people whose lives are very broken, who, who are hurting, who may have been shunned at another church or have discovered faith in Jesus or rediscovered Christ, people coming out of dark backgrounds and pasts. And they're going to find relationship with Jesus and with other Jesus followers right here in our house. You see, 5X growth means that We'll have a 1,000 people in our weekend services allowing us to be well-poised for receiving additional property and, and growing our seating capacity so we can just simply meet, reach more people. We're going to stay right here in downtown. I also envision 5X outreach growth. And this is actually measurable financially through, through our church budget. I, I, I'm believing that our, by the time we put together our 2019 budget, which would actually be two years from right now, that it will reflect a 5x increase in dollars designated for outreach and missions. Because <laughs> that's more people coming to Christ. I also envision 5x kingdom growth. And, and I tell you what, of, of the three, this one, this one gets at me the most because I, this is what I care about the most. It's about salvation prayer responses and water baptisms in our church. And I wonder, I'm praying and I'm believing that they're going to increase 5x by 2018. This means that more people are going to be plucked out of hell and on their way to heaven, and they're going to be having their feet set on this destination toward heaven and eternity with Jesus. But it's interesting, guys, that just before your big faith breakthrough, you'll often find that your frustration is very high. And when that frustration is high, it's not time to hide or hunker down or whatever. It's time to fight with faith. Do you have faith when you're frustrated? Oh, yes, absolutely. 
In fact, there's a really great story in the scripture. There are a couple of them. One is in Haggai. I like it if you look in Haggai chapter 1, verse 6. Haggai is the name of the pastor, I guess you could say, of Israel at the time in Jerusalem. And, and this was a time of political frustration. It was a time of economic frustration. Everyone was frustrated, and it was a really, really tough time. God describes it this way as he speaks to his people through the pastor, through Haggai. He said, you have planted much but have harvested little. And in other words, you have to think of it in agricultural terms back then, but it's, it's basically this. It's like you're putting a lot of effort into your work, but you're not seeing the results. You're doing a lot of sales calls, but you're not making very many sales. It's like you're doing all the right things, but you're not seeing the right results. So God says that's one of the symptoms. That's one of the challenges you're facing. He says, in other words, like you eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you don't have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You, you earn wages only to put them into a purse with holes in it. it, it it's it's kind of like this thing. Your, 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 your income just automatically goes into your bank account and then it automatically gets sucked out. And you kind of look at the rear and go, like, where's the big hole in the bottom of my bank account? How, how's that happening? Well, that is a perfect picture of frustration. Am I right? I, and you guys understand that. That was exactly what was going on then. They were frustrated, but I'll tell you what happened. They leveraged faith to flip the frustration, to break out of that season, just like you can do as well. You see, what was happening at that point is they were just ignoring God's house. It wasn't an intentional thing. It wasn't something they tried to do, but they just had kind of forgot about God's house. But what they did is they activated their faith by planting new seed, and then they took action on that seed, and things began to change. You see, by faith, they put God's house first. And it actually, the, the circumstances for them began to change literally immediately. Honestly, you really need to read this whole story in the book of Haggai. You should read it, because it's very powerful. Because then what Haggai says a little later on, I'm not going to take you all through it, but it's there. Haggai then says, hey, I want everyone to look back. Remember a few months ago when, when the day that I gave you that sermon of God says, here's the problem and here's the solution, and you guys then took faith on the solution, you sowed your seed and you started. He said, did you notice that beginning that day, look at your calendars, look back. It was on that day that things began to shift and change for your own personal lives because you took care of God's house. He reminded them that their frustration had changed when they changed their ways. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? And God's blessing was very evident from the very day they made the decision to make the faith declarations. Now, here's the truth. God blesses when we have faith during times of frustration. Here's what's interesting, though. I've never caught this until I was preparing for this particular message, is that about 80 years later, same place, you know, some of the people who were probably little kids running around at the time when Haggai was the prophet or the pastor, whatever you want to call him, there was, there was uh, 80 years had gone by, and they were probably all, you know, old sitting in their rocking chairs. The same thing happened again. And, and God explained to them, and this is in the book of Malachi, God explained to them that the frustration that they were feeling, again, that it could be broken out of. Look in Malachi chapter 3, verse 9, because it all comes back to this issue of taking care of God's house, that they can break out of their frustration. So what, what God says to him, he says, you're under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you're robbing me. Pretty strong words, but that's what God chose to use here. 
So he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. The tithe is percentage of your income that is given to God, to, to his work. Tithe means tenth. And so bring it into the storehouse, which is basically God's work, so that there may be food in my house. And test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I do not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room for it. And then he goes on to explain. He says, I'll prevent the pests from devouring your crops. In other words, your work is protected. And the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. You're not going to have wasted work. Everything's going to be fruitful, and you're going to be able to receive from it. And he says, and then the nations will call you blessed, and yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. So other people will look at you and say, wow, what's going on in your life? And you're going to be able to say, well, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about my faith in Jesus. See, that's the ultimate goal right there. So, so what was the problem that they were facing in both the writings of, of Haggai and Malachi in both of those stories? It was frustration. And they didn't know what to do to turn things around until God spoke. In fact, the scriptures even said that they would pray, but nothing would change. You ever felt that before? But it, it, things wouldn't change until they sowed their seed and took action by faith to take care of God's house. What's interesting and a truth in both of these stories is this truth right here. I want you to look at it. It's on the screens. Listen to this. Is what happens corporately impacts your life personally. What God does in this house, He does in your house. That's what happened in both stories. See, when God's house was blessed by the people's faith, then the people's houses were blessed. In fact, God even goes so far to say, hey, just put me to the test. Do you realize this is the only place in scriptures where we're challenged to test God? I've heard people say, you can't ever test God. Oh, yes, you can on this one right here. God says, test me in this. I mean, how clear can it be? Malachi 3.10, he says, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough to contain it. And I don't know what that blessing looks like, but I just know that I want God's blessing, and I would love to have so much of God's blessing that I can't contain it. I mean, wouldn't you? So I just dare you. I just dare you. I double, I triple dare you. I double dog dare you. Triple dog dare you. Do put God to the test. And there may be some of you here who have not yet begin to, begin to tithe, and here's my encouragement. Just start today. Put God to the test. See, Jesus made it clear about generosity that there would actually be a greater return on our giving than what we actually give. Jesus said it himself. He says, give and it will be given to you, but it will be a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and <laughs> running over will be poured into your lap. Again, that's that image of the blessings, the, the floodgates of heaven open. He says, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. In other words, the measurement of the faith that you use in the planting of the seed is the measure that comes back to you. Just like I've been sharing with you, you plant the garden. If you put one seed in, well, there's a chance something might come up. But if you, if you sow 50 seeds, there's a, there's a bigger, much bigger chance of a lot better harvest. Do you understand? And generosity is actually central to seeing exponential faith released in our lives. Remember what faith means. Faith is this. Faith is believing for something that defies reason. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest here. Giving to God through your tithes and your offerings, through this house, through our house. I mean, it does defy reason. It's not reasonable. I don't mind saying that. It's true. 
It defies reason because it's faith. <laughs> faith defies reason. But the truth remains. Dreams are initiated through seed. You plant a seed, you nurture the seed, and it brings about a harvest. It's a fundamental law of how God works. And God says, test me in this financially. Now, the ushers are going to come now, and they're going to distribute these 5X um, Faith Challenge brochures. And, but while they do, I want you to take a look at this little video that I shot one night recently out of my house because I just wanted to tell you a little bit of the story of what I've been through. If you look at the brochure that I prepared for you today, if you open it up all the way out, over on the very far right-hand side, you see this black column, and it says seed gifts. I just want you to take a look at that for a moment because we have a goal of $50,000 to be sown by the end of the year. And today we're receiving commitments and offerings, but $50,000 above our tithes, and they are going to going into the following three investments. And one is our missions, which is investing in and expanding our missions ministry, both locally and internationally. Second is our property. It is to, real, is to reduce real estate debt and prepare to enlarge our footprint here downtown. And third is our city. It's, it's uh, investing in locally vetted compassion ministries who are touching the hurting in Fort Worth because we do a lot with teamwork around here. And that's where our offerings will go. Investing in these three areas, I believe it's going to create a foundation for city life that a massive ministry can be built upon. And I, I have a dream. <laughs> I have a dream that God will use us far beyond our ability to comprehend. I, I have a dream of thousands of people worshiping Jesus right here in the heart of this city. I have a dream this church will impact local culture in a way that causes a river of life to flow out of this city into the suburbs and the state and the nation and even around the world. And God planted us, City Life Center, right here in the heart of this city to make an eternal difference. And that's our calling. And thus far, the Lord has helped us. I want you to take a look at the card. And I'm not asking you to complete it right yet. I just want you to look at it. One side that says Faith Dreams. Uh, actually, no, let's turn to the side that says Seed Gifts first. I want you to show you that. Because today, I am asking you to do a seed gift pledge that you will fulfill by the end of the year and I encourage you to even start giving on it today um, we're going to receive offerings here at the conclusion of the service but uh, I want you to consider that and what you're actually going to sow into God's work and then flip over to the other side which is the faith dreams because five weeks ago I began challenging you to consider your faith dreams Listen, faith always begins with hope. It's believing for something that is unbelievable. It's expecting something that cannot happen in the natural. See, faith is more than just kind of like thinking about something. Faith is actually planting the seed and taking action. And today's the day that I've been sharing with you for several weeks that we're going to move past hope and then we're going to engage our faith. So today is the day I'm asking you to write out these two or three 5X faith visions for your house. What is your house? Well, it's your home. It's your family. It's your business. It's, 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 it's whatever that, that, that is precious to you. What are some of the 5X faith visions for your, fam for, for your house? Things you maybe just need to see God work a miracle on. It could be physical, financial. It, it, could, be, it could be anything where, where you want to see 
two to three areas where you want to see like a five times increase over the next couple of years. Because faith will overcome your frustration. I tell you what, guys, tonight is going to be a night of, of, of faith breakthrough when we have our gathering tonight, our City of Life night. We're going to focus on Jesus. We're going to focus on the Word of God. It's going to be a night of significant spiritual activity, I believe. It's going to be a night of releasing our faith. And tonight I'll let you know our pledge totals that, that come in from the day. But right now I would like for you to go ahead and begin to complete the cards. And I want you to start with the faith vision side because it always starts with the hope and the vision for what God's going to do in your life. I want you to write those down. I want you to write down these two or three things. And then you're going to flip it over and write down your areas of or, or, or your seed gifts. Now, I, I, I do want to mention something to you. When you get to the part on the seed gifts, just listen carefully here. This is above your tithe. In fact, I began giving to, on this uh, several weeks ago. Actually, the first week I started teaching on this. But, but I want you to, I, I, I do know that some of you have not yet begun to tithe. And so here's my challenge to you. is just to simply take a percentage of your income and figure what that amount would be between now and the end of the year, that percentage of your income, and write that down as your 5X faith seed gift. And then and when January comes around and we're finished with the 5X campaign, then continue tithing, all right? It's very simple. It's a, it's, it's, this is a great catalyst to start doing that. And uh, then the third thing I want you to do today is to go ahead and begin to prepare your offerings. And there's envelopes here. We have our three ways to give, which are, are there. You can do it right back to the giving station at the back. You can do it right here using this envelope or through the push pay, push pay app. In fact, I'm going to do that here in just a second, and I'm going to, to, to complete that. So three things. Your faith dreams, your seed gifts, and your offering. We're going to turn this in together. And while you're, I know you're excited to start writing on this, some of you, I, I do want to share with you. I know Preston shared with you last week his 5X faith dreams, and I want to share with you mine. And, and it's like, yeah, it's personal, but it's also something I care a lot about. Is this, is just, this is just where I am. Uh, the first one is, is I, I'm praying for 5x, five times growth in my influence, for me personally, here in the city and with the church at large. And that's really a new area where I'm beginning to pray that God will go ahead and begin to expand that influence to impact other churches and encourage other pastors. Five times what's currently happening. A second one is, is very, very different. This is, this is uh, actually financial um, because our, my uh, retirement account was decimated a few years back. And, and, and I am praying for, I have a, you know, since I'm a, work for a nonprofit, I have a 403B, but I, I, I need to see, I, I really want to believe for a 5X growth in my retirement account. And I've just, believe that God can do that. It's by faith and with a lot of work on my end. And the other is a 5X growth in personal one-on-one salvations. I'm not talking about leading people to Christ in here in our services, which is very important, but this is, that's like us, you see. I, I, want, I want just, I personally want to lead a lot more people to Jesus over the next two years, whether it's in the coffee shop or at the gym or in a meeting room or in the grocery store. 
I just want to lead more people to Jesus because I want to empty hell. I want more people in eternity, guys. So today I plant seed, and I make my faith commitment today. And I encourage you to do so as well. We're going to take just a, about three or four minutes to ask you to complete your cards and complete your offerings. And then we're all going to receive it together here in just a few moments. As you're filling out your cards, the one, as you know, on our newly designed envelopes, um, Colby set this up really good. We have this line on here that says 5X. And, uh, and as you're giving, if you give via the envelope, you know, just write your tithe, the normal tithe that you would give on that, in that line. But 5X is, is the offerings that will go toward this. In fact, you'll be able to check online and, uh, and, and keep up with how much you've even given toward 5X if you would like to do that. And if you don't know how to do that, talk to one of the staff members or something. They'll, they'll show you how it all works. Don't ask me because I get confused on that. <laughs> it's way too confusing for me. <laughs> but uh, but the, you can follow along with it. Uh, if you give via push pay, which I did, which I just did here a minute ago. I wasn't texting when I had my phone up a few months ago. I was giving my 5X offering. But if you give via, via push pay, there are, there are two options now. One says 5X. The other says tithes and offerings. And then, of course, there's another line for other, which is separate. But, but you can set, set it up to give automatically, or you can give your whole offering today if you'd like, or, or, uh, or whatever you'd like to do. I'm planning on giving mine over a period of time because it helps to keep my faith reengaged. But... But um, those, there are simple ways to do that. You can do that at home. You can do it on your computer or on the PushPay app. Uh, just go to citylifecenter.org and look at the give, giving section. It will tell you how to do that. I'll give you about 30 more seconds, and then we're going to we're gonna do the most important thing of the day. like for right now for there, be, for there to be no movement and I'd like for us to pray because this is the most important part of today right now because maybe you're here today and you've never surrendered your life completely to Jesus or possibly over the course of your life you've drifted from a relationship with God and if you want to know the Jesus that I talk about up here every Sunday the Jesus we sing to the Jesus who we love so much. If you want a new beginning, if you're ready to embrace your God-given purpose, then I want to give you an opportunity to respond before I close today. So if you want to be included in a closing prayer of mine and surrender your life completely to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to very simply lift your hand because faith is responding outwardly to what's happening inwardly. Remember this, Jesus loves you more than you can imagine, and he died for you so that you can have life, and everything can change today. If you'd like to receive Jesus, would you lift your hand for me so I can see, and I can link my faith with you, and you can, I will include you in our closing prayer today. Lift your hand for me. Pastor Tim, I want to make things right with Jesus. I want to surrender my life completely to him today.
great. I wanted you guys to stand now. Everyone, please stand. And if you lifted your hand, I want you, along with every person in this room, to pray these words with me. Church, will you just do this? In fact, some of you just may want just to reach your hands up to the Lord right now. Just in gratitude for what he's done for you. Pray this with me, dear Jesus. Thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past. <laughs> and I embrace the future that you have for me. I choose to let you love me. And I will love you in return. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about how you can get involved with City Life locally, text CONNECT to 41411. Again, that's CONNECT to 41411. Or visit us online at citylifecenter.org. We would love to meet you.